You're listening to the Crystal Clarity Podcast. Well, hello. I am back in pilot mode to bring you this episode about Shungite. And I personally have never met a Shungite that I didn't love. And today's episode is really about going through some facts together to see if we can discern the difference between Russian Shungite and this Shungite coming out of Colombia and let you be the judge of what, if we can call the the material coming out of Colombia Shungite and let you be the judge of how you want to work with these two stones and if you want to see if you want to test them out and feel the difference. You know I have a small crystal shop and the core of everything that I do is about education and the school of stone medicine that we have, the Upper Clarity School of Stone Medicine, gosh, since 2013 now. They've always been completely education focused and now we started a small crystal shop because I was helping people get the right stones through my classes and helping them to become accessible to people, the stones that I was working with for healing, etc. And we're having fun with the crystal shop. And the reason why I'm talking about the Clarity Crystal Shop is because I offer Russian Shungite and Colombian Shungite in the crystal shop. I do not have an agenda behind any of this or feel like one has to be better than the other. Um, I do not have an emotional attachment to either one. I am just excited about the information that I have received about the Colombian Shungite, and I love the Colombian Shungite. I feel like, so I'm just going to tell you something that I feel just personally, and I don't want you to, you know, feel like this is something that has to be right or wrong or be true for you, but for me, the Russian Shungite is, it has a more left brain feeling to me. It has a more masculine feeling to me. There's like a clarity and energy behind it that feels more yang relative to the Colombian Shungite, which feels more right brain to me. It feels a little bit more even amorphous to me. It is a darker black. It feels more yin. So it feels a little bit more feminine to me. And if you don't like masculine and feminine, you can just think yang and yin. And that's been my personal experience with it. I feel like I go into the depth of the mystery when I'm working with the Colombian Shungite, the depth of the unknown, like moving into the void. And when I work with the Russian Shungite, I I feel like I'm working with a very, very intelligent ally and not only completely intelligent, but very caring as well. So it's almost like a grandfather in the Russian and a grandmother in the Colombian for me. And that's just my personal feeling with it. I'm excited to see what you feel about it, but that's the end of the subjectivity for today's episode. It's time for us to get objective. And I want to share with you these test results that I have from the Colombian Shungite. The Colombian Shungite has been tested. There is disinformation and misinformation out there about the differences between Russian Shungite and Colombian Shungite, there are people that have strong biases and strong agendas to make sure that the Russian Shungite is the only Shungite in the world um, to monopolize that Shungite, to make money from that Shungite. And I'm not saying everybody's like that, but there's people out there who are writing and sharing information that is very biased towards the Karelian Shungite because they have been making their living off that in some cases. And then the Colombian Shungite comes along and it's a lot more inexpensive. And so it diluted their 
market value a little bit. And right now, at the time that I'm taping this, um, there is a lot of issues going on globally with Russia, and people are unable to get rough shungite out of Russia easily. And so some sellers are actually getting Colombian shungite and selling it as Russian shungite. So you may have bought shungite thinking you were getting it from Russia, and it was actually from Colombia. So there's, there's really interesting information. When you read about what is the difference between Colombian shungite and Russian shungite, you're going to fall into what feels like you're kind of falling into some wordplay, some word traps, some strange assumptions that get made. And I had a really hard time cutting through that. And of course, we always look at the source of the information. Nonetheless, it's a lot to whack through and weed through. And I'm so lucky to have a uh, a close a close business friend that I've been working with for a long time that is directly connected to the Colombian material and where it is coming from and I have direct lab testing right here on this Colombian material so I want to share with you what's in it I want to talk to you what's about what's different about it and I just have the facts today and I have no bias about this like I said, I make available both kinds of shungite, and I've never met a shungite that I didn't like. So here's some information cutting through the disinformation, hopefully bringing you some clarity and helping you feel like you don't have to, you know, emotionally, you know, support or emotionally resist anything. Um, you can just be open to the differences that you feel in these stones because the another thing that I love about the Colombian shungite is that I can get it in these giant pieces for a lot more affordable these big pieces and I love these mega pieces and it's yeah it's more affordable so I feel like anything that is more accessible is beautiful and wonderful and as long as the person is not selling Colombian shungite and calling it Russian shungite we can make these distinctions that I'm about to share with you in this testing and we can just sell the Colombian Shugite at a lower price because it's it's being made available at a lower price. So Colombian Shugite is sometimes known as Rakurite. That's R-A-Q-U-I-R-I-T-E. And because some people just listen to the podcast and they don't watch it, I'm not going to show you pictures of it or hold pieces up. I will put pictures of it in the show notes and I will make sure that you can see pictures of it at the blog and see the difference between it and link to the shop so you can go to the shop and see all kind of different pictures of both kinds. The The material out of Colombia is coming from Santander, Colombia. Santander, Colombia. It's not a specific mine. It's a series of, it's a series of small mines. It's not one named mine. Um, there's some information online saying it comes out of the Muzo mine and what I, maybe it does, but what I'm about to talk today does not come out of the Muzo mine and the testing that I have to take does not come out of the Muzo mine and we are thinking that a lot of the Colombian shungite that is available what I have is not from the Muzo mine so there's a little confusion there but it is from the area of Santander and it is from uh, Landacity the area of Landacity within Santander in Colombia it's a big area so the particular specimens from this area that were brought in for testing yielded some really cool results and this is pretty recent so this colombian shungite tested at 
93.8% pure carbon, 93.8% pure carbon. Other pieces from this mine and the region have gone all the way up to 97 to 98% pure carbon um, from other testing. That's not the testing that I have, but those tests have been made. So this is like anywhere from 93.8% pure carbon up to 97 to 98% pure carbon. So it's a pretty high pure carbon content. When you look at Russian shungite, most of the testing that has been done sets that to 95% pure carbon up to 99% pure carbon. So I'm giving you these windows that are like the most accurate that I can share. So there is more pure carbon content in Russian shungite by 1% to 2%. Or, you know, or more depending on the piece. We could have a piece from Colombia that has a 97% pure carbon rating, and we could have a piece from... Russia that has a 95% pure carbon rating. I mean, it's nature, it's organic, everything's different. It's not like every single piece is the same exact makeup. But in general, with the Colombian Shungite, you're getting 1% to 2 to 3% less pure carbon. But check out what else is in this Colombian Shungite. This is really interesting. So there's 0.5% zircon in these specimens that I have the testing from. 0.5% yttrium, which is an incredible mineral that is talked about in Minerals for the Genetic Code, that book, and the ability for it to be healing at the level of the DNA, and a rare element, yttrium, which can often be found in blue tourmaline actually as well. And 0.5% tungsten can be also found in this Colombian shungite. Now, there is also 0.01% iron, 0.01% potassium, and 0.01% magnesium, sodium, sulfur, titanium, and zinc. Now, what we have a lot of relatively in Colombian shungite that was interesting for people when this testing was found is that we have a lot of molybdenum in the Colombian shungite, molybdenum, which is the chemical element MO. And we have a lot of, relatively a lot of vanadium in the Colombian shungite. So molybdenum and vanadium, you know, the, I think the connection and the simplest way to say this, to, to make this meaningful, if there's a lot of molybdenum in this and a lot of vanadium, is both have a lot of strength, both have a lot of structural integrity. They're very resistant to corrosion. They're tough. They're both very tough, so it's strong. There's that, that, that frequency of strength, that extra amount of molybdenum and vanadium. Think of it as strength. Think of it as, as really life-giving. Um, and think of it as, you know, the fact that vanadium is used in cancer treatment because it suppresses tumor growth. The vanadium suppresses tumor growth by inhibiting the release of certain proteins, amino acids, I'm not going to say it right scientifically, but it inhibits something 
from happening that's really making the tumor grow and the vanadium is standing there saying i'm so structurally strong i have this structural integrity that you're not going to keep growing into you're not going to keep spreading into so it's think of vanadium and molybdenum as these you know incredible oak trees that are standing so strong that that tumor growth isn't even able to really move into them so it's just structural integrity and its strength and there's a lot of molybdenum and vanadium in the Colombian shungite relative to the Russian shungite, at least in these specific minerals that have been tested from this area. Now, amazing, just the next part is so cool to me. The, the, listen to what else is in this Colombian shungite. These are transition metals. These are rare earth elements. And I mean, in what other mineral for the price that you pay for Colombian shungite? I mean, in what other mineral really anywhere, no matter what price you pay, are you going to get the frequency of these elements inside this mineral? We've got trace amounts of silver, trace amounts of gold, trace amounts of aluminum, boron, barium, and beryllium, and bismuth calcium, cadmium, cesium, cobalt, chromium, cerium, iron, germanium, hafnium, mercury, indium, potassium, lithium, lanthanum, some secrets to superconductivity and scalar energy here. Magnesium, manganese, sodium, niobium, more secrets to scalar energy, especially in combination with lanthanum and some other things that we're seeing. Nickel, lead, phosphorus, rubidium, rhenium, number 75, element number 75, rhenium. Where the heck else are you gonna get rhenium in your stones? Antimony, scandium, selenium, tin, strontium, tantalum, tellurium, thorium, so good, titanium, thallium, uranium, zircon, yttrium, and tungsten. So I said yttrium, tungsten, and titanium twice. Sorry about that. I had those listed in both places. All of these rare earth elements and transition metals have been found inside this Colombian shungite. And think about, okay, they're in trace amounts, right? So it's 93.8 carbon from this testing. And then we have these other minerals in trace amounts. But still, in, in the world of subtle energy and vibration and in the intent and attempt to, you know, work at a certain level of consciousness that is aware of the multidimensional nature of reality and trans-dimensional entities and I don't mean scary entities I just mean any trans-dimensional energy that's moving in and out of this this realm that we're in little trace elements like this make a big difference they 
you know, the, the antenna itself is like carbon in both of these shungites. The antenna is carbon, but then it has all these tiny, fine little hairs, almost like the antenna of a moth in all of these little trace elements that each of these different types of shungite house. And so at really fine, subtle levels, you're getting different frequencies coming in because you're getting these little fine tune adjustments of all of these elements in there. And there's a great intelligence to that. There's a great sophistication to that. You know, I said that the Russian shungite was, I think of it as intelligent and caring, and that's how it feels to me. The Colombian shungite is also very intelligent too, so I don't want you to think one is one and not the other, but there's this sophistication and intelligence. The, the nuances of the subtle energy that come through when a stone has rare elements like this, rare earths, transition metals like this in it, is really powerful for healing work. And the best advice I could ever give you is just let yourself be the student, not the teacher. Let yourself work with these stones, be open. Like I said, you don't have to push any agenda or feel like emotionally, like you have to stand for something being right or prove anything. It's, you get to just come to it with openness and say, what is gonna happen? How is this gonna be different? I've got the Colombian here. It has a lot of vanadium in it, a lot of molybdenum in it. It has all of these trace elements. I have my Carillion here, which has all of these trace elements in it as well, although I don't have exact testing for any pieces of Carillion right now, but it also is carbon with a lot of trace elements in it. And you let that stone do the work and stand back and see how it's different and how it feels and what experiences that you have. All Shungites are rich, you know, they bring life. Carbon is about bringing life. Carbon is like this building block that made life possible because there's so many different ways that it can bond. It would be like if you were a little kid and you had some erector set or builder set and you were only able to do so much and then someone gave you this block that was like the perfect block that was able to bond to everything. And it's like a whole new world of building would open up, a whole new world of possibility would open up. Carbon made life possible on Earth because it's so adaptable. There's so many different ways for it to bond and build things. This brings um, all of these nutrients and elements and this richness and this vitality to be able to bond to this main carbon antenna. And it's really life-giving. So actually where there's shungite deposits in the Earth, there's a lot of vegetation. If you look at like the lushness and beauty of Colombia, there's a lot of vegetation. There's vegetation coming back. It's, it stands for growth. It stands for life. It stands for things coming back. I mean, it's a great stone to, if you have a part of your yard or a part of land that just needs to come back. It's really about the, um, it's about the hope that we can come back. This amorphous stone, you know, this amorphous mineraloid that is without crystal structure, both of these shungites, it's like we can shape shift, we can bond to anything, we can make it work and we can come back, like we can come back to life. You can come back to life after a loss. You can come back to life, you can transform, you can change. So there's, carbon brings us this hope that we can come back. I mean, just think of if for some reason all life on earth ended 
and carbon was still sitting around, we would have this, we'd, we'd still be able to have this hope, you know, maybe life can come back here. So that's really the essence of these antennas. Bring people back with shungite. Don't underestimate the Colombian shungite, which is just a couple of percent different in its pure carbon content, and sometimes maybe even more pure carbon content, and is a couple of percent different in its ability to conduct energy or electricity. So it's been shown to conduct energy at electricity at a little bit of a lower rate. And because of those two things, it's much more affordable. It's much more accessible. Like there's this window where we can, we can work with this for less and bring back our plants and work with it in our waters and work with it in our treatments and work with it in the land. And plants love it, by the way. If you have shungite dust or anything, you can put it inside your plant. And it, it brings back that vegetation, that lush that lushness. So the last thing I'll say is what you're going to see a lot online about is it'll just say Colombian shungite has no fullerenes. And this is not true because here's what I know. That this material, the next round of testing that this is going through from this mine, um, and I will receive that and hopefully be able to update you, but it is right now undergoing extensive testing on what percentage of fullerenes it has. We don't know yet. I mean, it's possible they'll go through all of this material and be like, there's actually 0% fullerenes through all of it. That seems like unlikely to me. Um, Russian shungite is, has one one thousandth of a percent of it is fullerenes. One one thousandth of a percent is fullerenes. Or there's a range all the way down to one ten thousandths of a percent of it is fullerenes. Now, that's not a lot. And we might still find that in the Colombian shungite. It's, it's not like it's been tested and it wasn't found as far as I know. It is undergoing testing for that right now and it is not an easy thing to test for. So it takes some time to really go through it and test it. It's not something that you just kind of do regular blood work for and you find it. So I'll update you all on that when I learn more about that. And fullerenes are really cool and wonderful. It's amazing that they've been found in that natural cage-like spherical carbon form naturally inside Russian shungite. And like we were talking about, even if something has a really small percentage in something or it's just a trace amount in something, it still gives that really like fine little hair to the antenna of the moth that does allow us to pick up different frequencies. Um, it's like kind of like kind of a, like a, a little bit of a different key code, especially for trans-dimensional energy. And so we'll see. We'll see if the Colombian shungite has fullerenes. I'm excited that the Russian shungite does have fullerenes and that's been tested. You know, I guess I'll end by saying there's a lot more going on than just the reality that we are perceiving. And when we think about protection or gridding our yard with shungite, which I think the Colombian shungite is an amazing choice for that because it is more accessible, it's more affordable, and you can get bigger pieces. Um, but they're both great choices for that. But when we think of protecting our home or using it for some kind of grid or placing it on the earth to conduct energy and electricity and help us with our EMF load and our electrosmog, smog, when we think of that, just know that, you know, 
even though that's invisible, electro smog and um, some of the energy coming out of 5G and all of that, even though that's invisible, it's still in this dimension. You know, it's still in this realm. And there's still a lot more going on outside of this realm than than we can see, but we know it's there. You know, you know it's there in your body. And you'll get in touch with that sometimes in your dreams and things, but there are trans-dimensional energies. And Shungite, whether it is from Russia or Colombia, is a great intelligent ally. It's a great protection. It's able to take on really complex, sophisticated energy. Um, you know, carbon is obviously what's being used in all nanotechnology and into the transhuman agenda and you know, bio tools and injecting bio things into people. Carbon is like the, the, the core of that. And it is because carbon is so, it's such a shapeshifter. It's able to do so much, you know. So it's able to take on all kinds of trans-dimensional energies as well. I really think of carbon and all Shungites as a medium. I think of this a lot. If you were someone who was a medium and you could close your eyes and just open up and allow, you know, a dead person to come and speak through you or someone who's passed away to speak through you, it's kind of that shape-shifting moment. It's that, that opening up to all of that energy that's coming in and just letting it come into you, just the way the Shungite lets all the electricity come into it, all the elements come into it. It's, it's a medium. It's able to shapeshift in so many different ways and take in so many different kinds of energy and then transform them back through and out. So I really, I think of all Shungite like a medium. And just, you know, let that be food for thought and don't try to completely nail it down with that left brain of yours, but let it be alive. And I'm going to let you go by saying, pick out some Shungite and see how it feels different for you and just absolutely trust yourself. There's no right or wrong and I hope that this cleared up some confusion for you if you had it over these two types of Shungite. Take care. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked today's episode, please like or subscribe. Oh, and leave me a comment. I'd love to know what you'd like to learn more about to take the perfect stone medicine or crystal healing training for you, or to visit me at our super special crystal shop, go to upperclarity.com.